Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The Tampa Bay Lightning are headed to the NHL Eastern Conference Finals for the fourth time in six years. They did it by beating the Boston Bruins 3-2 in two overtimes late Monday night. Victor Hedman with a game-winning goal after the Bruins had tied it up with just over two minutes to go in regulation. We'll break down the Lightning's win, which came with a price. Nikita Kucherov injured in that game. He came back but then left again and did not return. The Tampa Bay Rays, they beat the New York Yankees 5-3 to three to begin their series up there in the Bronx. And Tyler Glasnow was dealing. He took a no-hitter into the sixth inning. G-Man Choi and Kevin Kiermaier with home runs in that one. And stop me if you've heard this before. The Bucks, well, they have a new kicker. They're ninth since 2015. It's Ryan Suckup, the Titans veteran who agreed to terms after a workout at Raymond James Stadium on Monday. We've got all that and more to talk about on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick. Steve, of course, you were working this game uh, as a producer, and uh, I, I think you've said it to me uh, several times uh, since since it was completed, maybe during the game. Andre Vasilevsky was phenomenal. And he was phenomenal in the whole series, but uh, he gave them every chance that they needed to uh, to close this series out. You know, sometimes you just got to rely on the guy in the back to do it all, mm-hmm. and that's what he did tonight. I mean, Boston... You know, it, it was funny because we were talking earlier today, a group of us um, at, at the arena, and it it just kind of felt like it kind of felt like that Boston was just going to mail this in, like they had, and it, it was wrong, and and maybe it was just maybe it's wishful thinking that you know that maybe they just wanted to leave the bubble and get home. You're down three to one. Boston's never come back from a three to one deficit before. Tampa Bay's never lost a three to one deficit before in the playoffs. And that maybe they would just roll over, particularly if you got an early goal. Well, Boston came out and, and they dominated play for most of this game. Uh, although the Lightning did have many chances, as much as Boston dominated play and, and, and held possession, the Lightning had some great agent, particularly Andre Pilat. He could have had four or five goals tonight. Um, he had that many open shots or you know chances at the net. But you know, give credit to Boston; they didn't just curl up and, and go away. As, as you know. Everyone will tell you that the, the hardest game is, is the fourth game to win in a series. It's not the first or the second. It's it's to eliminate a team because that's, you know, that it's it's win or go home for them. So, uh, But Andre Vasilevsky repeatedly kept them in this game, you know, over and over and over again. And even the two goals he let in, I mean, what were you going to do about them? Mm-hmm. Um, they weren't even his fault. So, uh, But, in, in, you know, on the other side, Yaroslav Halak was really good too because, like he I said, was. the Lightning – while they didn't dominate play for most of the game, they had lots of chances. Um, and so, you know, I mean, this was a this was a fun game. I mean, this was a uh, – the Lightning were chasing it for most of the game. Actually, maybe fun's not the right word, but it, it wasn't – I mean, you know, game three they cruised to a 7-1 to one win. They kind of dominated game four. This game the Lightning were chasing a lot of. I mean, their, their passes yeah. weren't quite right. 
Yeah. Um, they just they were fighting the puck a lot, and and you know credit Boston. I think they they really they took their game to another level that we hadn't seen in this series since maybe game, you know the first period of game one. Right. I mean, it was two to one with about nine minutes to play, and then of course uh, you know Boston scores uh, with about two minutes to go, and then the Lightning had to kill off uh, a power play to just to get it to overtime. Uh, would you look at the, the whole of, of where they're at? Okay, back in the Eastern Conference Finals, when you consider that they've had no Steven Stamkos, mm-hmm. right? Um, they played three games, I think, without Ryan McDonough, who came back and I thought was phenomenal uh, he, in this game. You couldn't tell he missed any games. I mean, no. granted, he only missed a couple, but yeah, he was he was tremendous on the back end. Right, and he did everything, and then and now Cooch uh, goes out. Kucherov was was whacked in a stick. Right, um, in the face, I believe. I mean, I, I don't know exactly the nature of the yeah, injury. Yeah, so Z- Zdeno Chara, Zdeno Chara raised his stick. I don't even think he knew Kucherov was there, and he pulled his stick up did. in the air, and it hit Kuch in, uh, underneath the chin. Yeah, and it cut yeah. him. So he got a double right. minor four minute high sticking penalty. Kuch left, came back for the next period, but then left at some point in the second period and never returned after that. Yeah, he he picked up a penalty of his own, and then and then mm-hmm. he was pretty much done after that. So I don't. It, does, it it doesn't seem because he came back in the game. It doesn't seem as if it's something that's going to be lingering. And you know, if they get some time off, hopefully that will help them. But it's you know when you lose a player with with that kind of skill that sets up so much of their offense and scores, um, you know a lot of teams might go in the jar. And that that's the thing about this Lightning team is the resiliency that they've shown. It it really doesn't seem to matter what adversity they're facing in a series, what adversity they're facing in a game or in five overtimes or in any of the overtimes or power plays and those kind of things, um, they just continue to, to, to get it done. And, and I think it has a lot to do with just, you know, just the makeup uh, of the team. And after the game, uh, Victor Hedman said that, you know, that they're just, they're a hungry team. And I think that's a good description of, it. you know, they, they give up and, and they're committed to playing the right way, the defensive way. This was a team that used to just, Love to you know skate up and down the ice with everybody and score five or six goals to win, and now what they're doing is winning one goal games. I mean, almost almost every single night, uh, with the exception of the blowout they had the other night, the seven on one game. Um, but you know they're giving themselves a chance with that great goaltender in Vasilevsky, and it's just fun to watch. I mean, the the, the moves that we've talked about that that they have made in the off season have all seemed to pay off, um, and, and I. I thought they were the better hockey team in this series, but there was no guarantee if they had lost this game, you know, all of a sudden they're 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 back in the series. Boston is back in the series, and you don't know what's going to happen in the final two. So, um good for them to to finish them off when they did. Yeah, and you mentioned some of the moves they made. I thought Barclay Goodrow was phenomenal tonight. He was. Um mm-hmm. in particular Andre Vasilevsky won this game for the Lightning. No sure. question about it. And Boston dominated play. Imagine if the Lightning weren't winning the faceoff battle like they did this evening. Well, it would have Norm- been normally, normally against Boston, they lose the faceoff. They won sixty percent of the faceoffs, fifty-six and thirty-eight. They went in a certain dot. Tyler right. Johnson was ten and three. Barkley Goodrow was twenty and nine. Braden Point was thirteen and seven. Mm. I mean, it, it, with with the game that Boston dominated the puck possession and, and time in the zone. Had the Lightning not won that many faceoffs, I I don't think they win this game at all. I mean, yeah. you know, Vasilevsky won the game for them, but the face the, the how they performed in the faceoff dot was a big part of that performance too. No question, and um, 
You know, you know, Patrice, we're, Patrice Bergeron is one of the best in the business. Went thirteen and twenty three. Wow. You don't you don't hold him to thirty six percent in a game very often. No, that's 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 impressive for sure. Victor Hedman, look, is a superstar in this league, and we know that, right? And mm-hmm. and in the absence of their other superstars, their captain Steven Stamkos and then Kucherov going out, he just seems to play bigger and bigger. Um, and he, and he can play two hundred feet, as we know. Um, I don't know why they haven't had him on, on the first power play necessarily in, at the point, but when you need him, um, he seems to always come through, and and he did it again. I mean, you know, the goal that he scores, uh, you know, to win it. I think the first shot he took was blocked, and then mm-hmm. um, they try to get some movement around, and then Pat Maroon was standing, you know, essentially in front of the the goaltender, sort of blocking his his vision, um, and then he then he lets it go, man. And I'm not surprised that that's who ended the game. You know, it, it just that's what that's what great players do on great teams, right? They they make the big goals. Um, mm-hmm. Before that, I mean, it seemed like. <laughs> every, Everything Pilat. How many goals did Pilat have? He had like what five? He, he had could five have in had, the series. He had five in the series. He could have had five tonight. He could have had five in one game. Yeah, he got robbed a few times. Yeah, he was. He had some chances. He, I think there's a couple he'd like back. You know, just get mm-hmm. a little more under it or yeah, lift know. it. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, he's played really well. Um, you know, he was probably the the star of the series for the Lightning, um, besides Vasilevsky, of course. Uh, right. Hedman was well. I, I, like I said, Barkley Goodrow I thought played really well tonight. Uh, Ryan McDonough was was phenomenal back there. Um, you know he played what thirty one minutes, th- almost thirty two minutes tonight. Right. You know what, third most on the team I think behind Pilat actually was second most on the team. I'm looking at he was at thirty almost thirty five minutes was Andre Pilat. Of course, you know after Kucherov left in the second period they were down to ten forwards, so mm-hmm. your forwards were getting a little more time and. In that, so I mean, Cooch only played nine minutes because he was only there for parts of two periods. So, right, right, it was a big stress on them. So now they sit back and they wait to see who the winner of the New York Islanders and the Philadelphia Flyers are going to be. The Islanders lead that series three games to one, but it wouldn't upset them if the Flyers were to come back and extend the series a little bit. How much will this rest now help them? Uh, and and for that matter. How would you like to be like you know stuck in a in a hotel room when I say stuck, but I mean quarantine, I guess, mm-hmm. in the bubble in Toronto for all these weeks and if not a month, basically. Uh, and now at least you get to go to a new hotel <laughs> in a new arena. Yep. I mean, seriously, like that's got to at least be something psychologically good for you, right? Well, I would I would think so, or you know, unless you really love the hotel in Toronto. Yeah, I understand. True. I understand it's a phenomenal hotel, actually. I'm sure it is, and um, maybe the next one isn't going to be as good. I don't know. Yeah. But. Uh, but but I want to take a minute. Just think about this run that the Lightning are on, and, and, right. and I know they haven't won a Stanley Cup in this. But in the last but decade, they've been to the Eastern Conference Finals five times. Right, four times in the last six. Four years. in the last six years. In one of those years, you set the record for wins in a season, which was last and, season, which you didn't and, make and, and, and lost in four games. That's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I mean, if as a Lightning fan. For the last six seasons, this has been a phenomenal run. Now, it hasn't paid off for the, the ultimate prize at the end, and maybe this year it finally will. Right. But there's been – It's some, hard it, to appreciate it, though. It really is. It is because you haven't – you know, it, it, I mean, this is dynasty-type stuff if you well, would have you had a couple championships. I mean, if you had a couple championships with it, it's dynasty-type stuff. That right, but you, you know who they are. And, and, and this is – the to me – 
They're the they're the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I, was, I, was, I thought that's what you were going to say. You know, and they went to. I mean, the, think about how great they were. They won four AFC titles, went to four mm-hmm. consecutive Super Bowls, and lost all of them. And if not for, you know, uh, a, a miss kick by Scott Norwood in Tampa that started it all, that you know was by about three inches. Um, the whole legacy of that franchise and that fo- that football team is. I mean, there was never a. A more dominant, I mean, four straight years, um, you know, in the Super Bowl. So the Lightning are kind of sort of encroaching on that territory. They haven't been in the Stanley Cup final that many years, but they've certainly been, you know, in the Eastern Conference final and lost the Stanley Cup. I mean, it's, it is a remarkable amount of consistency for a franchise. It really is. It, I mean, you know, kudos to. Steve Eiserman and Julian Breezeball and the whole hockey op staff to John Cooper to, you know, Stamkos is the captain through this whole thing and all the, you know, the core of these players, but even the moves they've made. But this is a phenomenal run. I mean, you know, we were just, we were sitting there talking about that today of, you know, four out of six. That's, I mean, like I said, that's dynasty type talk. If you would, if, but you got to get some championships in there to be considered a dynasty. You, know, you got to deliver the baby. Yeah. You got to you got to deliver the baby. I mean, it's it's you know it's nice to be pregnant, but I mean mm-hmm. you know at some point, um, you want you want the prize. And however, there is sometimes a process in sports that occurs, right? Mm-hmm. And we've talked about this too. The Buccaneers' season kept dying in Philadelphia. It did that two years in a row. They had very good football teams. They lost to the you know to the St. Louis Rams in the NFC Championship game um, back in '99. Uh, um, and then they kept going to Philly and losing in wild card rounds. And then when we went back to Philly under John Gruden, they finally got over the hump, and there was no question they were going to win a Super Bowl. I'm wondering, you know, it was such a, you know, this season, which seems like it began, well, about a year ago, because it did, um, you know, was, we always said it was just basically what are they going to do in the playoffs? Because when you win the President's Cup, and it was a historic season, right, for the most points, to tie in the NHL history, and then you go out in four games to Columbus. Nothing else mattered after that until you got back to the mountaintop. And, however, you know, from that, the organization was smart enough and willing enough to take a team that had just, you know, set a record and change it and say, this isn't good enough. We can't play this way. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we need something else to go with some of our stars. And you got to give them a lot of credit because that's a hard thing to do sometimes mm-hmm. because you've had all that success and you've been so dominant for so long and, and you're going to have to break up a little bit of your core. Um, you know, some of that was by, by necessity because you couldn't pay everybody. Um, but by the same token, I mean, the moves they made, mm-hmm. every one of these new guys have paid mm-hmm. off and they don't have that history. They, they weren't part of that collapse in Columbus. And so, you know, um, They've taken it and run with it, and all those guys are, have been huge contributors to their success. Not only that, but the, you know, they they put their chips all in this year. I mean, you traded two number one draft picks plus mm. a former number one draft pick in Nolan Foot to get good Rowan Coleman. And right. Rogosian, you were just able to sign him because Buffalo had, had cut him. But you mm-hmm. know, you put your chips in and said, "This is it. We're going. We're, we're going, we're going for it." And yeah, and the players have responded. I mean, they're ten and or uh, what eight and two. In the ten, in the ten best of seven playoff games. Now the three round robins technically count as a playoff game. Speaking of, that, they have won nine of the last ten playoff games against the Bruins. 
It's incredible, isn't it? So they this, won, they won the, the last four and 18. They won the round-robin game that they played, and then they've won four of these five. So that's nine out of the last ten playoff games they've won against the Bruins. I thought it was interesting after the game that um, you know the NBC folks were basically reading the obituary of the Boston Bruins as we know them. Uh, and there's a lot of talk in Boston about, okay, we probably went a year too long with these guys. They didn't take the Belichick philosophy. Um, but Zizano Charo may be done. Well, right? and, and, you know, if you see the way he's playing, I mean, tremendous career. It's, it, it, but father time has caught up to him. I mean, yeah. you know, it's, it's you know, I, I don't know if it's time for him to retire, but he's not the player he once was. No. And, you know, depending on, you know, which direction Boston wants to go, you know, that may, he may decide it or they may have to decide that. But, you know, uh, you know, and it's just father time. He's 42, 43 years old. Um, as old as Tom Brady. Yeah. You know, well, hmm. <laughs> yeah, but Tom Brady doesn't, you know, get checked in the boards and get into fights no, and things like that, too. So I understand. But, you know, maybe he should have tried some of the avocado ice cream. I don't know. Yeah. Well, TV 12 could bring him back. You know, but Boston, I mean, Boston's got a tremendous top line. They've just, they've never had enough depth in the last few seasons to compete, with, right. particularly with the Lightning and, right. and, and that type team. I mean, you know. And, and Tuka Rask, I mean, you know, you feel bad for, you know, well, other than his Boston, but you feel bad that Tuka Rask left him in the <laughs> right. playoffs, you know. Um, you know, I mean, you weren't expecting to go in with Yaroslav Halak. No. Uh, you know, as your goalie trying to, you know, go up against the the Lightning and, and the likes of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. Right. Well, uh, it's been a tough run for Boston, I guess, against Tampa Bay teams of late or Tampa Bay situations, I mean. The Red Sox are, are getting, you know, basically taken apart by the former Rays executive, yes. Heim, Heim Bloom. Um, so they're not happy about that. And then, of course, you know, the Patriots gave the Bucks Tom Brady Who? and Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> Who? Right. Well, TB12. <laughs> I mean, think about it. Like, you're not happy when you're when you're up there uh, in Chowderville and you're and you're looking down here at Tampa Bay and going, <laughs> why is all our guys down there? Why why do they keep beating us? You well, know? I mean. The Lightning now are in the final four teams in hockey. We don't know who the other three are yet, but they're in the final four. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yep. The Rays keep rolling. Mm-hmm. 19 of 22 games now. Firmly on the wagon. I'm riding in the front seat again. I've made my I way I thought you were driving it already. Well, I, I started driving it, and then I, I broke both ankles, and they had to pull me back on. But now I've made my way to the front seat again. That baseball team's really good. And I don't know. I still don't know how they're doing it, other than you know guys like Glass now was just dealing on the mound. Um, but and they've gotten contri- contributions from you know guys I don't even know that they're bringing in ball games. But that's a good baseball team. You can't fake what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, 19 of 22, you can't fake. And and you gotta, doing it doing you gotta, it with 10 pitchers on the injured list? Right. Right. 10. I mean, it's just, <laughs> I, and and if they get any of them back, I mean, what would they be with, you know, Charlie Morton and 
um, Nick Anderson and some of these guys, you know, Alvarado and some of these guys, they may get back, um, but they're pretty damn good now, um, however they're doing it. And so, you know, they they, um, they only got two more games with the Yankees. I mean, it's incredible. They've lost one. They've won seven know? out of eight this season against the Yankees, and they have a four-and-a-half right. game lead. You, the, the win on Monday night guarantees – that the Rays will leave New York at worst two and a half games up in the AL East. That's correct. Mm-hmm. That's that worst case. You could be six and a half up by the time you leave. But that's, that's and two two through two and a half weeks yeah. ago they were they were down. And on Monday night you did it against Garrett Cole. That was even more impressive. That was even more impressive because Garrett Garrett Cole you know is maybe, well he's the highest paid pitcher in baseball and for for good reason. Well, and he shoved it up their rear end many times in the past. Oh yeah, he has. Yeah, he has. Including but the they're playoffs. jumping on teams again. The offense has come alive. I'm, you know, it doesn't mm-hmm. seem to matter who pitches. I mean, they're they're putting pressure on teams. They're getting guys on base. It's not all the big fly. Um, G-Man Choi's had some enormous hits. You know, it, it's just been fun to watch. I mean, they they score a bunch of runs and they don't give up many. And it's, you know, it's night after night after night the the, the consistency. Um, but to see Glass now, you know, take a a no hitter into the six was pretty was pretty fun. I mean, when he's on. He's unhittable. I mean, a guy. What is he? Six nine, six eight, six nine. Something like that. Yeah. He's With like Zdeno Charo tall. Yeah, he is. And then you put, but you if you put you put Zdeno Charo on skates, you put this guy on a mound, okay, and then throw downhill at you. And when he's throwing like that, and and he's you know keeping the ball you know on that plane, and then then he has that slider and that breaking ball. I mean, he had it going. That thing was just diving, and these guys were flailing at it. Most of them were in the dirt, but. Um, they were committed because that is just so he's so impossible to hit. I think he had nine or ten strikeouts again. I mean, he was just he was just as good as he as he could be, and um, so that, that's that's a good sign. You know, you got him and Snell. You get Charlie Morton back. I mean, those are the three they're going to carry them as starting pitchings, and then you need some help. Um, so the Rays are going well. The Lightning could end up in the in the Stanley Cup. Uh, finally, you could have the Rays in the World Series. I'm I'm on that bandwagon, of course. What about the Bucks? I mean, isn't isn't that supposed to be the biggest story in sport right now? Tom Brady with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and so here we are, T minus less than two weeks. Two weeks two weeks yesterday, I guess it would have been, or two days ago on Sunday, mm-hmm. they're headed to New Orleans. They're going to play Drew Brees and Sean Payton and the Saints, three time division champions, and they don't know who their kicker is. <laughs> They haven't I mean, known t- who their kicker is for years now. I, I, I'm telling you. I mean, Matt Bryant, curse of Matt Bryant, 2009. Mark Dominic cut him. It all began there. But just even since, just even since 2015, which isn't that long. It was five years ago, and I know 2020 feels like five years in and of itself. But 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 2015 is when I believe one Jameis Winston showed up in Lovey, Lovey Smith, disappointed. I go back discouraged. He brought us uh, the great Kyle Brenza, if you recall. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, they've had all these kickers, and now it looks like, you know, in the famous words of John McKay, Capisas could put it, looks like Matt Gay might be the next guy. Um, well, what would what, what, uh, you say? Since 2015, it's their ninth kicker now. Yeah. And in that, in that time, the Lightning have been to four Eastern Conference finals. <laughs> right? <laughs> And and the Bucks have not made the playoffs. This just in. Breaking news. In case you didn't know, all nine of those kickers failed to get them to the promised land. In fact, they haven't been to the playoffs in twelve years. Um it it's a remarkable 
stain <laughs> of consistency. Um, but they're, you know, they're not even close in terms of like percentage. I mean, I, I think that the average is on, during that time is almost 84%. And I think I want to say they're around 74, like 10% worse. Um, of course, Matt Gay hit 71. Look, he just hasn't had a good camp. And if you're all in with Tom Brady, unless you can get Steven Guskowski, who I guess was working out for the Titans, I don't know what his status is. They had to get somebody in here. And so today or this morning or in a few hours as we do this podcast, you know, you're going to see Ryan Suckup um, sign with the Bucks and be kicking. And I don't know if um, – I, I mean, I would think if they needed a roster spot, you know, they'll get uh, rid of Elliot Fry, who's been horrible. But I don't know if Matt Gay is even going to – you know, do you just release him too? Because, look, you don't sign a guy – like like Suckup, who obviously showed in, in um, the tryout he had at Raymond James on, on Monday that, that his leg is fine. He had two injuries, two knee injuries, or two stints on the DL, or the IL, they call it now, last year with the Titans. And they probably rushed him back a little too soon, which is why he had to go back on it. Um, so he's only one of six, and he, and he basically, it was a lost season. But every year that he's been healthy, he's been one of the most consistent kickers in the league. So if he went out there and did the job, and no secret, wonder which end zone they had him kicking in, right? The South, maybe? Um, if he went out there and impressed them enough to agree to terms on a contract, then you have to assume they think right now he's a better option, right? And it, that I don't know what Matt Gay could do. This reminds me of when it was Nick Folk and Roberto Aguayo. Aguayo had that horrific rookie season, and they signed Nick Folk. And everybody said, well, you know, don't just give it to Nick Folk. I mean, Aguayo has it a chance. And I was like, no, no, he doesn't. Because they just handed Nick Folk $800,000, I think it was, as a signing bonus. And the fact of the matter is he's an, he was an 83% career kicker. Now, funny things happen when they come to Tampa. It doesn't seem to matter what your career was before you got here. Um, and Nick didn't make it ultimately. But there was no way that any coach, and, and this would be Bruce Arians this year, I don't think he lays his head on on a bed, okay, in New Orleans on Saturday night, September 12th, thinking to himself of all the things that I feel good about. And when he gets down to kicker and he goes, okay, Matt Gay, last second field goal to win or tie. Yeah, I have no clue what's going to happen. In fact, I'm pretty sure he might miss. Well, I, I think if you sign Suckup, it's his job to lose. That's you what know, I – In the next two weeks in camp, or the week and a half, whatever it is, if he – doesn't exactly. perform well, then maybe Gay keeps the job. But I think at this point, Gay is the backup until yeah. Suckup gives him an opportunity to become the starter. Yeah, and, and really, cuts are coming this weekend. So there's not a whole lot of time, yeah. you know, for, for Matt Gay to make a case. He's been here um, since last year. You know, it's funny. I, I went back and looked at the story I wrote about this. In, in the final game, um, you know, the Bucks should have – beaten Atlanta Mm -hmm. and they didn't uh Matt Gay missed three field goals in that game including a 34 yarder which seemed to be his that was his distance right the extra point distance he and it didn't matter which way he was kicking but it it, but all three of these field goals were towards the south end zone where where they say that the wind blows a little differently and and so on and so forth okay fine well the last pass of Jameis Winston's career because Matt Gay missed these field goals was in overtime, and it was a pick six. And it, it was a walk-off pick six. And it was the last image you had, or or more importantly, Bruce Arians and the Bucks had, 
of Jameis Winston. I'm here to tell you because I asked him after the game. That's that's how how you know. Remember this image. Remember how this ended because you couldn't do anything about it. There was no more games to try to erase that stain, and that was burned into the mind of Bruce Arians. And I had a feeling I I almost knew that if there was a better option or any remotely better option, that they were going to take it. That that Jameis Winston had probably thrown his last pass, and in fact, now we know he did throw it. And not only did the Bucks not want him, but not many other teams did either. That's why he's in New Orleans for a million dollars a year. Um, I feel the same. I kind of felt the same way about Matt Gay. You know, Matt Gay, great leg. You know cataclysmic miss against the Giants in, uh, you know, uh, at the end of a game when they've got the game-winning field goal at hand and he misses that one and, and the Giants win, bounces back from it, kind of rights the ship a little bit and then has a horrible finish. And when you miss three in an overtime loss, everything kind of, you know, falls around that. And then, you know, all Bruce Arians is saying is, hey, I just want a guy that makes the gimmies. You know, give me a guy that will make it from 40 in. 45 in you know if you make anything from 50 that's gravy but I have to be confident that we're going to make the field goals we need to make and that is not going to be Matt Gay I mean it's just there's no way that in my opinion that he's going to get to New Orleans and say yeah no we're good there you know so I I don't know maybe he'll he'll get cut on the weekend or maybe he won't be there when we when we show up this morning I don't really know they're practicing indoors again um, but hopefully we'll get to talk to uh, uh, to yet another kicker. God, it's unbelievable, isn't it? Don't you think they'd stumble on one by now? You'd think. And don't mm. don't visiting kickers do pretty well at Raymond James Stadium? Yes, they do. And we've looked that up. It's not even in the south end zone. It, it's really not that much below the league average. Um, there's a little difference between north and south, but they make theirs. And that's the common denominator. They make them. The Bucks don't. Um, it's the old, I don't care if you're playing in Walmart. Uh, again, I don't know why they always say Walmart, but I mean, the Bucks are going to miss field goals. That's what I know about the Bucks, at least since they had Matt Bryant, which was the curse of Matt Bryant. This whole thing goes back to him and he doesn't have a job, but he's also like, you know, 46 years old. So new kicker for the Bucks. They're still, uh, you know, nearly two weeks away from, uh, from the opener. Uh, we talked to Bruce Arians. He's not going to have another scrimmage per se. I think on Friday he said they'll go to the stadium. They'll probably practice there. Um, we're only able to view the first 30 minutes anyway from here on out, rest of, the, rest of the season basically. So we really can't tell you what goes on in practice, which is disappointing, but those them the rules, as they say. Uh, and so, you know, I, I think the hitting and, and the contact part of, of camp will, will cease, he said, by Wednesday. Um, so if they're going to be inside today, there's not a whole lot of contact they do indoors. Um, they'll have, they could have the pads on. They may not, I don't really know, but, uh, we're, we're getting there. We're winding down. I mean, they're already, you know, into, you know, into New Orleans week and, you know, and, and guys like Leonard Fournette, I think everybody saw was released, um, by the Jaguars. Dickie V. You know, sign Leonard yeah. Fournette. Fucking yes. Sign him, baby. Yeah, he's. He's only twenty five. He's a diaper that's dandy. A, that's right. He's a BTP. Him and Tom Brady. Are you kidding me? You got Brady. You got Mike Evans. And you, you know, calls him off like Santa's reindeer. But um, but you can't have everybody. And you can't pay everybody. And I wouldn't pay a running back. I don't give a damn who he is. I mean, if the Jaguars don't want to pay him, 
And I'm pretty convinced that that they are, you know, tanking for Trevor at this point, tanking for Trevor Lawrence, I would imagine. They've traded everybody, um, basically, that was any good off that AFC Championship team from just a few years ago. So, you know, what do I know? But uh, I, I don't, I just don't sense that Leonard Fournette's coming in here. Now, having said that, we'll probably have a Leonard Fournette story today. I think he clears waivers because I think his contract's probably a little too heavy. I don't, I don't know that anybody's desperate for running backs at this point. Um, and, I, and I think they're going to give these guys a shot. I think they're going to give Ronald Jones and LaShawn McCoy a chance to go out there and see what they can do with Dario Gubawale and eventually Keyshawn Vaughn, who's got a long way to go. Uh, and that's that's the way I think they're going to start the season. So um, we'll follow that story for sure. All right, we'll have a better idea of who the Lightning will play in their Eastern Conference Finals, the New York Islanders or the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, and then we'll have a chance to talk later this week with Tom Jones, my former radio partner, and also the longtime columnist of the Tampa Bay Times now with the Pointer Institute. We'll have a mailbag for you guys, too. And to do that, all you have to do is submit your questions. There's a bunch of them already on Twitter I'm getting. Uh, you can do that by reaching us on Twitter at SportsDayTB. Reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud or my email address is rstroud at tampabay.com. For Steve Versnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 